2: Just a bit outside. There's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a
0: home run. Oh, my so God, God. Deep to right field.
1: Way up there. Oh, my.
0: And look who's coming up. You
1: talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Here's the
2: payoff pitch. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome in to Payoff Pitch Action Network's Major League Baseball betting podcast, April 24th, 2023. We got an 11 game slate. I'm your host, Brendan Glasheen, joined today by Charlie Disturco and B.J. Cunningham. Please rate, review, subscribe the podcast. We're here every Monday, Tuesday and Friday during the season. If you know the drill, great. If you don't, here's what we do. We typically start off with best bets. We find out if we're going to fade the public. We turn to the Action uh, Pro. If you have an Action Network Pro account in the app, you can see uh, certain edges based on percentage of money coming in on a game. We'll look at that. Where's the money coming in? Do we want to fade the public? Do we want to ride with the public? We'll find that out. Underdog that we might want to play today. And then some final bets before we go. All right, gents, let's dive in. 11-game slate, shorter than usual, but I think we saw this coming when we decided to do Mondays. We've been kind of lucky until now to have full-game slates, but still, 11's plenty to work with, a lot to choose from. BJ, we'll go to you first. Your best bet for Monday.
3: The Boston Red Sox, minus 115 for the first five innings. Chris Sale is going to be on the mound, Brendan. His last start vintage Chris sale allowed only three hits, one run struck out 11 batters over six innings. I understand that his first three starts were a disaster. And I understand one of those starts came against the Baltimore Orioles, who he is playing today. But what he did in that start against Minnesota is he threw his slider on 43% of his pitches where on opening day against the Orioles, his command was all over the place. And he only threw his slider 21% of the time. It's clearly his best pitch by far and this season. In a little over 100 pitches, he's producing a 40% whiff rate on it. He's going up against Dean Kramer, who Mm -hmm. has, you know, we talk about how bad sale has been before that start. Kramer's been way worse. His expected ERA is at 6.86 to begin the season. And this is a pitcher that vastly overperformed his expected metrics last season. Actual ERA was 3.23, but his expected ERA was 4.49. And he was the one who faced sale on that game against April 1st. And he was only able to last three innings, give up six hits on in five runs. Kramer has essentially one above average pitch in his arsenal it's a cutter. That's the only pitch that has stuff rating over 100 last season. Every other pitch is significantly below average, which is the reason why his stuff plus rating overall is only at 94 this season. He's now throwing his fastball 45% of the time, which is a change from last year when he was pretty reliant on a fastball cutter combination, but he's kind of abandoned his cutter this season. So far His fastball is allowing a 427 expected weighted on base average and a 334 expected batting average dating back to the start of last season, the Red Sox have a plus 29.9 run value against fastballs and a plus 20.6 run value against cutters. So I have sale. Projected at minus 143 for the first five innings. So I like the value on them, minus 115.
2: Would you play it at minus 130? Bet MGM is good at minus 130. Yes, that'd probably be my uh, cutoff point, though. Okay, very good. Of course, as we encourage, you know, shop around, we are presented yeah. by Bet MGM. So our friends at Bet MGM have it at 130. So they've got some love for Chris Sale and mm-hmm. they're not, they don't think it was just a, a smoke and mirrors performance. No, not those. at all. No. You know, you don't have to always chime in like that when I, you know, give. Okay, the Red all Sox right, the I'll, I'll stay. I'll stay <laughs> It, I'll it stay has silent. nothing to do. It has nothing to do with you interrupting at all. It has more to do with like people are going to think you're like weirdly obsessed that you just get yeah, you got this. We're good. Red Sox. Everything's fine. It, Every is fine. They're good. twelve.
3: They're twelve and seven against teams not named the Tampa Bay Rays, Brendan. Everything is fine.
2: <laughs> i love it uh first first five total two is at four so if you if you're not into kramer maybe that's an angle to take as well and over at minus 120 potentially on to or if chris sale is going to stink again just being fair charlie disturco what do you got for a best bet
1: yeah i'm heading to NL East bout miami atlanta the first five under four and a half i'd take to minus 130 or under four 110 is fine by me we already know what's up with Strider. There's not much more to add on how good this player is, and that he's going to be atop of that Cy Young ranking probably throughout the entire season. A 40% strikeout rate, a 177 expected batting average, and a 264 expected slotting. So teams are not going to come in here and beat around Strider. And he has a great matchup against the Marlins. We talk about the Marlins. Maybe how their pitching has been so good. Well, their offense outside of like Luis Arise has not been great. They're 21st in WRC plus and all the way down at 26th and walk rate, right. And that's like the only angle where Strider can run into some issues is that he puts on a little too many runners on base. And then he gives up a home run or a double. Uh, that's not going to happen here against Miami. So I feel confident in him shutting the doors on them. And on the other hand, uh, Edward Cabrera is on the mound. If walks were not an issue for this guy, the, the ceiling is you know unlimited with him. He has incredible stuff. His expected ERA is down at three fifty seven, so he's due for positive regression. His issue is his high, heavy walk rate. Well, he'll go and walk you know four or five batters at a time. Does everything you want in a batter when you, or pitcher when you look at his expected metrics: a one ninety two expected batting average, a two seventy four expected slugging, and a four point two percent barrel rate. So impressive numbers across the board here for Cabrera. If he's able to keep his control in check. I think that this is going to be a low-scoring, one nothing, two nothing game. He's sticking with three pitches this season as opposed to last year. That you know he's dicing down his arsenal. So I'm not going to take a chance with any bullpen blowing this. I'm going to just take the first five under four and a half or four.
2: Over at, uh, on the Action Network website, also the Action Network app, Sean Zarillo, who typically pops in on Mondays, he is not with us today. He's he's fine. He's just not on the show. <laughs> I phrased that very poorly. I apologize, but he still has his opening pitch article up in print version, of course, in the app on ActionNetwork.com. He actually likes Miami on the money line today. So speaking of underdogs or a potential team to uh, upset in Atlanta where money might come in on on the Braves, but that kind of speaks to your point that a lot of love for Strider, but you've liked the matchup also for uh, Miami staff uh, for today, at least early in the game. Baseball betting season is here, so get in on the action with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION and get up to $1,000 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Visit bedmgm.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only must be 21 or older to wager, 19 or older in Ontario. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from insuance. Excludes Michigan. Disassociated persons, please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia. 1-800- 270 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. Call hope 8 HOPENY or text Hope HOPENY in New York. Call or text Tennessee red line at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in mississippi in ontario if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you please contact connects ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge sports betting is void in georgia hawaii and utah and other states where prohibited promotional offers not available in nevada and new york we'll get to we'll get to fading the public in just a few moments here the public likes you. That's the only reason that this might fly. How are we going to handle the public? So Guardians Rockies is a game where you look in the app, and folks, if you get one of these pro accounts, if you subscribe to one, it's it's worth the investment. It's, it's a terrific product. We're biased, of course, but you can catch uh, different sorts of signals where the cash is coming in, sharp money. Action Network has the the little calculator in there. You can figure out a bunch of cool stuff. And we haven't really been plugging this all year. So don't get on me. for We haven't done this much. So you'll live for me promoting the product here on the podcast. Uh, Money percentages coming in, for example, where uh, the amount of bets, uh, the amount of dollars coming in, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Projection models are also available there. So looking at uh, projections for Monday. And bet percentages. Ninety-one percent of the bets, as of this Monday morning, ninety-one percent of the bets. Ninety-seven percent of the dollars are coming in uh, on the Guardians to uh, take down the Rockies, who had a rough weekend outside of that Friday night game or Thursday night game against the uh, against the Phillies. And then also the other public side is Toronto over the White Sox, which I thought I think a lot of you thought at Action Network the White Sox would get there against the Rays, but the Rays just don't want to lose at home. Um, BJ, we're going to fade the public, either one of these teams. You want to fade the
3: Guardians? Do you want to fade the Blue Jays? I'm going to pass on both of these. So the White Sox-Blue Jays game is interesting uh, because both these starting pitchers have been garbage to begin the season. Uh, Lance Lynn and Bassett both have an expected ERA over 6.5. Both have extremely high walk and home run per nine rates. Uh, So, I mean it is a small sample size and these are two pitchers that are around a three, five xERA, you know, type of pitchers. So it's really just comes down to of how much do you buy into these early season struggles? And for the other one, you know, I really do not like Cal Quantrill. He is somebody who has vastly (laughs) overperformed his expected metrics and is a very, very, what I would call, I don't want to say like boring pitcher but he just has no stuff like it's basically just a fastball and a cutter. He's got one of the lowest whiff rates in baseball like he's just somebody who has just been overperforming those expected metrics for years now. But Austin Gomber has been I mean he's got a 12 x for x- x- e- <laughs> Three starts like he is so bad. So in the Rockies unfortunately are not that great against right-handed pitching. They're much, much better against lefties. So uh, I am going to pass uh, on both of those. Uh, I project pretty close to around what the market has them at. Would
2: you say, Charlie, that, well, actually, I don't even know if you're a, a big fan or not of Cal Quantrill, but has he been more of the of, on the lucky side as, as a starting pitcher early on in the season? He's been part of three wins in his four starts, one loss to Seattle early in the year at home. Uh, yeah. He did take the loss. What, so, if you would, you look to the Guardians here, or do you like the Rockies? And I'll ask you the same question: uh, Toronto or the White Sox?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of lockstep with BJ on this Guardians Rockies game. I, like Cal Quantrill, dating back to last year, has been one of the luckiest pitchers in baseball, and he lacks the stuff that you really want in a in a pitcher and a starting pitcher, to, and as far as effectiveness. So if, if any angle you were going to look at, you take the plus money with the Rockies. The issue is, is is Austin Gomber is arguably worse than Cal Quantrill. They, he just doesn't have the stuff. He just should not be a starting pitcher in the bigs, maybe a reliever at the top. But he is not worth even a look at this place and this price right now. You can't convince me to get any action in on this game, aside from like maybe a player prop or two, uh, maybe trying to fade these pitchers, but without really backing either offense or pitcher. Uh, when it comes to this White Sox Blue Jays game, though, I don't have an official play on the side, but I do like the over here. There's an eight and a half in the market Juice stop. I'm fine with nine. I think there's going to be a lot of runs, and BJ already alluded to their expected ERA and how bad they've been, Bassett and Lance Lynn. To start the season, both are bottom 20% in expected batting average and expected slugging. Both have uncharacteristically seen their walk rate jump a lot. Bassett is back to his early career numbers, and his strikeout rates dropped below 20%. Lance Lynn, his walk rate's nearing double digits, which is nearly triple from last season what he did so when it comes to their metrics and how they're performing right now they're not performing well lynn's fastball and cutter have been ineffective they are teeing off his hard stuff chris Bassett, said he has seven pitches in his arsenal but he's getting clobbered on everything his velocities dropped slightly so i'm going to trust the offenses here the white Sox are getting healthier and that's a positive so their offense is going to see a little bit more success down the road and we already know what the blue jays offense can do so i'm going to trust both offenses here, and plus, you know, the White Sox bullpen is pretty, pretty alarmingly bad as well. And the Blue Jays are nothing to glance over. So, I think the over. I think the over is going to hit here. I think the runs are going to be not at a premium.
2: Okay, very good. And now, I, what I would say to that? And I guess the market, uh, you you believe there's an edge despite the number you said you played at nine, right? Eight and a half. Nine. Yeah. Yep. So the Blue Jays have been a part of three straight unders they there was a competitive series of the Yankees and three of the last four for the White Sox their total has gone under Phillies and Rays so that would might but that might convince the people or the, the folks at home to be like well let's go to the under but you never uh... want to back
1: a you never want to back a Rays over a lot of the time, unless you get this is true. you know a back end of the picture because the Rays are just stacked from top to bottom with pitching bullpen starting. They, the mo- they have the most bullpen depth of anybody in baseball, yeah.
2: I'm, gl- I'm glad you brought them up because the Rays and the Astros are playing uh tonight. <laughs> and what I have thought when the Astros met the Rays at this point in April that the Astros would be a dog, sure, possibly, but you're getting them at plus 134 uh in the market right now, looking at Bet MGM, their latest number. Uh, for this game tonight between the Astros and the Rays at plus 125.
1: My dog? Uh-huh. My my dog? Uh-huh.
3: BJ, you are fading Tampa. I am. I do like the Astros tonight. I think the number on the Rays here is just a tad too high. So Taj Bradley's going to be on the mound. Obviously, he's a very highly touted prospect. He's been excellent in his first two starts in the big league. However, I think we need to take a step back and ask ourselves, what was he projected to be around at the beginning of the season, which was around a three, eight era type pitcher, which is very good. He's just, you know, he's a one, one and a half expected year, right through two starts. I don't know if he's necessarily that good. And this tends to happen with prospects coming up as teams get more data, they see more pitches against them. Eventually they start to revert back to what they were projected to begin the season. Now, He, his main two pitches are a fastball and a cutter. And the cutter is kind of a blend between a cutter and a, and a slider. It's got really good late action on it. And one of the reasons he's been so highly touted, it's not necessarily that his stuff is, you know, this outstanding out of this world is that he has some of the best command of prospect coming up in a really long time. He's never been above a two seven walk per nine rate and through the minors so far this season, only 62 of his 162 pitches have been outside of the strike zone. However, he's only gotten batters to swing at 16 of those 62 pitches. Houston is middle of the pack in chase rate, but with Bradley being a heavy fastball cutter type pitcher, this is a good matchup for the for the Astros because Houston dating back to last season against right-handed fastballs and cutters. Yep. 272 expected batting average, 366 expected weighted on base average and a plus 51.1 run value. Or he's going to be on the mound for the Astros, who you know he did overperform his actual ERA last season, uh, but he's been solid through four starts this season around a three six expected ERA. He's also a pitcher that has pitched much better away from home than he has at Minute Maid Park. And if you look into why he overperformed last season, it's pretty much boiled down right to his fastball. He threw it fifty three percent of the time, and hitters hit it very hard, but he got incredibly lucky on it this season. He's only throwing his fastball thirty percent of the time, and he's starting to utilize his sweeper a lot more often, which is an incredibly effective pitch for him because opposing hitters only have a one seventy six expected batting average against it. The Rays also typically, like we just talked about, they have bullpen advantages over pretty much every team in Major League Baseball with the depth that they have. But Houston actually leads Major League Baseball with a one sixteen stuff plus rating and one hundred five pitching plus rating, while the Rays so far this season only ninety seven stuff plus and one hundred pitching plus. So I think the Rays are overvalued here. I only have them projected at minus 108, so I like the Astros, uh, plus 130.
2: Tampa Bay,
3: yesterday,
2: Sunday, extended their streak to 22 consecutive games with a home run to start the season. And they topped the, the previous record, which was set by Seattle. They homered in each of their first 20 games of the season. Incredible, just incredible stuff. Uh That's also just the record for most st- consecutive games of the home run. I don't think Charlie's going in that direction. He'd like to turn somewhere else for uh, his underdog. And you took a lot of crap last Friday, Charlie, for taking uh, an even plus plus 100 Astros. And who was that Astros Blue Jays? No, who do the Astros play uh, uh, plus 100 Braves. The, Braves, the Braves, the Braves. So redeem yourself.
1: Yeah, I got. Yeah. And, and ended up, I ended up taking the first five and they won in the money Moneyline uh, full game, got cl- clobbered in the first five. But I'm going to go with the Kansas City Royals here. Last week, I went on the pod and I said that the Oakland Athletics got plus 180 were a great bet. And they ended up winning in the top of the ninth go at home run. J.Russo Familia, former Met, closes the door. Well... Now they're now they have four wins. I'm gonna do one better. I'm gonna go with a team with five wins here for my underdog segment. I'm taking the Kansas City Royals on the money line here against the Arizona Diamondbacks, and this number probably is flipped if you don't if you take away how this season has started. When it looks the the, the, the Diamondbacks are top the NL West, the Royals have just five wins this season. But Brad Keller has really taken a step forward, and it's kind of an underlying trend that we've seen here. He's seen heavy improvements year over year. And this year, while he has slight control issues, his expected batting average and expected slugging have taken significant improvement. A 253 last season to a 203 expected batting average this year, a 405 expected slugging, all the way down to a 339 this season. And a lot of that has to do with the change in his arsenal. He added a curveball that he's throwing 28% of the time. And primarily before that, he was using his slider a lot. So he's kind of pulling back on that slider. Taking away from the horizontal movement, which is what he normally has the sink or a fastball slider, and he's adding this vertical movement with the curveball. And that has really changed how he's played overall throughout this uh, season's uh, obviously early limited sample size. But I like him out, plus money here against Henry. I don't understand how the Royals are not a slight favorite here. Maybe it's because it's in Arizona, but Henry is. Abysmal, when you look at his numbers from last season, it's his first start this year. I'm not expecting anything to change. A double-digit barrel rate, a double-digit walk rate. His strikeout rate is low. He doesn't get chases, so the ball's going to be put in play. The Royals have been playing slightly better as of late. He's given up a 434 expected slugging. And, and the biggest thing here, and and why I also like Keller in this matchup, his biggest issue is control at times. Arizona is second to last in walk rate. So they're looking to swing. They're not looking to take those free passes. Keller's stuff is improving. Keller's stuff is better, way better than Henry. So I'm going to take the Royals here at plus 120, 115, all the way down. I take them all the way down to even money. This is a game where I think they should be favored. I make them favorites. So I love getting them here at plus money.
2: I love this D-backs team. They've been one of the fun teams to watch early in the season. Any, I'll put you on the spot here, and if you don't know, it's all good. How are the Royals that throwing guys out on the base paths?
1: Uh, I actually don't know, but I would say probably about average. Sal Perez is, you know, is about as average as they can.
2: Yeah, I only I only bring that up because I know Zarello has brought up a ton of times about this this uh, Diamondbacks team just loves to run and they can. I'm just curious if that would be problematic and. Taking the no, defense. I, I, this is all, get
1: that there. Yeah, no, I don't see the, the, the uh, I mean, yes, but I also think that like the Arizona Dynamax are not going to be getting on base as much in this matchup. At least I like the pitching to hitting matchup and, and they're not going to get, they're not going to take the walks that like other teams would take from Keller, which makes them more prone to stolen bases. And obviously the D-backs are willing to run, but I'm not too worried when it comes to uh, all of that and, and and I also it's 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 also just like a huge fate of Henry. Like I think the Royals are gonna put up got it. five, six, seven runs here.
2: Got it. Makes sense. Because if the pitching handles their biz, I don't even have to worry about it. Or for the most part. Okay, let's get some final bets from BJ and Charlie and we'll send you on your way on this Monday. BJ, what do you uh, what else you got for today? You actually well actually we'll just start with the Royals. You, got, you like the Royals today too. Why don't you just echo some of um Charlie thoughts.
3: Yeah, I, I do. I'm not going to, you know, I'm basically echo what Charlie said. You know, Tommy Henry is, is not a better pitcher than Brad Keller and Keller's stuff is vastly improving. Um, and yeah, I mean, the Diamondbacks are over here. So I do like the Royals as a dog as well. I also like the under, uh, four and a half in the first five and Marlins and Braves with Charlie as well. The other one I like is an inflated total in Los Angeles, ACE and angels under 10, uh, listen, these two starting pitchers are bad and I, I get it. And the A's bullpen is terrible. They walk a ton of guys. They give up a ton of runs and and everything, but <laughs> the angel stadium didn't turn into Coors field overnight. Okay. Like <laughs> this is, this is vastly inflated based off what's happened early on this season. Um, so, you know, I only project about 9.1 runs for that, that game. So, I'm taking under 10 on an inflated total. And listen, Waldachuk and Suarez have both been bad this season. Like, Waldachuk's been over a 5X ERA. Suarez has been over a 6X ERA. um, But both these offenses, you know, are are average to below average overall. So, um, under 10 in Angels A's for me, along with the other two picks that Charlie had.
2: All right. There's another 10 in the market Kansas City, Arizona, the game that Charlie just talked about. So, if you're you're confident in Brad Keller, perhaps that's a a total to. Look to in, a, in an under situation. Just throwing it out there. So I'm just the host, everybody. I just I just throw things out there. By the way, by the way, I hope one the of these guys up. latch
3: onto it. You know. By the way, I looked it up. Uh, the Royals have not thrown out uh, a, a base stealer yet, but they've only given up nine stolen bases. Okay.
2: Now is... the, the, the stolen base rate is on a record pace this year. It's at eighty one percent. So <laughs> no, no one's really good at it. Okay, to be mm-hmm. fair. Um, I just know the opponent, Arizona, as we just discussed, Can
3: they've been running. They've been yep. problematic. And and for everybody out there, the Padres and Austin Nola have given up the most stolen bases of anybody in Major League Baseball. And he's only thrown out two of uh, 27 runners. Two, oh, of no. two of 29, <laughs> excuse me.
2: Holy crap.
3: It's not good. No, it's not. Good analysis. Not good. <laughs> yeah. So he's, just everybody out there, just...
2: BJ, something, thank you for for looking something that for up. the back pocket. See, BJ can deliver his his other best bets on the podcast and also look up stuff as he goes. So he can. He's, he's, a tri- he's a tremendous. He's a tremendous asset. <laughs> I'm A good multitasker. Char- Charlie, why don't you get us out of here with a couple of more picks and then we'll we'll go.
1: Yeah, so I think I'm going to join BJ on the Red Sox first five here. Yeah, I a little scarred from from Kramer uh, last week against the Nationals they won one nothing and Kramer had second and third no out and didn't give up a single run because he struck out the sides ensuingly but he is not that good of a pitcher at all and not even close to what Chris Sale's ceiling is so I, at that number I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna hop aboard with BJ but my last pick that I do have
3: and I have a one more for the road.
1: and this is also why you should be following us in the Action Network app because we gave this out last night and the number has jumped a bit I still like the Twins first five money line at minus one fifty five here. If you don't want to lay that much juice, you can parlay it with a big favorite. But this comes down to the matchup. Sonny Gray has been great this season. His strikeout rate is trending toward 30%, which is his highest since pre COVID. A 205 expected batting average, a 354 expected slugging, and a 0.82 ERA. Obviously, he won't keep that up forever, but he's just the he's 10 times the better pitcher than Brito is. Johnny Brito, 758 expected ERA, a 578 expected slugging, a 15% barrel rate, a 295 expected batting average. I mean, I can go on and on with just how bad Brito is. And Mm -hmm. I was at the game last week against the Angels where he pitched and he only gave up one run. Aaron Judge robbed Shohei Otani of a home run off the beginning. And if that goes over the fence, who knows how he ends up counterbalancing. We saw against the Twins last week when he played against them a couple weeks ago. He didn't even yeah. make it out of the first inning. Give up seven runs over two thirds of an inning. The Twins are going to hit. They're going to hit him well. If, if you're afraid of laying the juice with that, look toward a prop with like Buxton or Correa. But I love the Twins here. Their best number. MGM has the best number right now over the, the first five money line. Going to get rid of the bullpens and all that. The significant starting pitcher edge here.
2: Excellent. Great work. You know, I'll say one more thing before we leave to go to kind of tie the 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 knot on this chris sale discussion we had at the top of the show bj I must say after Spencer Strider he might be the best pitcher on the slate today true it's a, oh, a good point but, for
3: is am I am I wrong? I could be wrong. I'd say Sonny Gray is probably better. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah maybe we'll see. Sonny Gray Sonny Gray Chris, then... if we're going off last starts, I mean, Chris Sale is trending <laughs> wonderfully
1: right now. Oh, all right, Bradley. <laughs>
3: Bradley,
2: you can follow BJ and Charlie in the Action <laughs> Network app. You will not find. Um, you might find you could find BJ's Red Sox footy pajamas in the app somewhere. Uh, if you look <laughs> hard enough if you get if you go if you get a pro account, you won't find that. But uh, Red Sox first five, they're both on it. Chris Sale on the mound for the Red Sox in Baltimore. Uh, again, more picks if these guys add them throughout the day. Follow the, follow them in the Action Network app. They do a great job. zorillo has got his write-up opening pitch. He does it pretty much every slate. He's only missed a couple days. Give the guy a break. zorillo has got his write-up opening pitch. He's got picks, projections, all of it. Uh, Action Network app, actionnetwork.com. We are back tomorrow. We're here every Monday, Tuesday, and Friday during the baseball season. This is Payoff Pitch, Action Network's MLB betting podcast, presented by BetMGM. For Charlie and PJ, Brendan Glassheen, talk to you all tomorrow.
0: Look at this crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave.
1: Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly.